Yes, 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 yes. What's up, good people? Hello, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, whenever, however you're tuning in to the Boom Bap Chat number 96. I think it's time to start the show. My name is MC Till. I am IB, I am Masmarad. Yeah, and together we bring you the Boom Bap Chat number 96. Our good brother Profound has the night off. So peace to Profound. Hope you're doing good out there, my man. Uh, tonight uh, is always, as always, is sponsored unofficially by our good friends over at Everybody's Records in Pleasant Ridge. So make sure you go over there if you're in Cincinnati, support them. And if you're not here, hey, you can check them out online at everybody'srecords.com. Please be on the lookout for our new book, The Native Tongues Review, which is coming out May 27th, along with Profound's mm. new CD. You could pre-order both of them and save money at boombapreview.com. All right? All right, Till, let's start the show, my brother. Let's start the show. Indeed, our guest tonight is uh, right here in Cincinnati. Uh, that's, where I, that's where I reside, so I'm excited to have another Cincinnati cat in the yeah. house tonight. He is, uh, if you've seen him live, then you will remember him because he puts on one of the livest shows around Lots of energy, a lot of excitement. He's one half, if I'm not mistaken. I think it's a duo now. Uh, Patterns of Chaos. We'll get into that and more. But first, let's just give a nice warm welcome. Join me as we welcome Jay Hill to the Boom Bap Chat. Yeah. Peace, Jay Hill. How you doing, man? I am doing good. How are y'all feeling? <laughs> I'm doing. I'm doing pretty good, my man. Good. You know, be, before we start the conversation, man, I just, uh, you know, we like to pay respect to artists that we have on, our guests. And, um, you know, one thing, you know, there's there's a lot to appreciate about you. But one thing I wanted to appreciate about you tonight is the fact that, you know, when people see you live, like you have so much energy and there's just a lot of excitement. And then, you know, when you when when I talk to you one on one, like off the stage, you still have a lot of energy, but you like you know how to present it in a way that's engaging and not overpowering. You know, when you step on the mic, you're powerful you. and you got this energy. But then one on one, it's like, but I can talk to you and I can listen to you and I can be engaging in another kind of way. And so I just appreciate that that you know about you. So props to you for that, man. I do my best. Thank you very much. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, uh, my, man. My my parents had to talk like much sense into me about how to like, speak to people outside the house. <laughs> <laughs> you get hit sometimes. Get some... It's like it's like yeah, can't can't talk to folks like I talk to myself. Can't do that. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. That's good. Well, I'm glad I'm glad your your parents instilled that in you, man. It worked, man. It worked. So the no, group no, you're in, what's that, Jay Hill? The shout out my folks. Yeah, man. Yeah, the group you're in. Patterns of Chaos. Yeah, it's one, one, one other member, right? Stylitics? Mm-hmm. Okay, cool. That's what I thought. It used to be three members, wasn't it? Or did I make yeah. that up? It was okay. three of us. It was, uh, okay. it was tough. He was our electric cellist. That's right. Cellist. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Electric cellist. That's dope. That's dope. Yeah, um, nice. It was fun. Yeah. Before we talk about Patterns of Chaos, uh, I just wanted to ask you, you know, when you think of hip hop in Cincinnati, the Cincinnati hip hop scene, what comes to mind for you? Um, Definitely like just the Mockby and like everybody we mm. met 
since then, everyone we've been building with. So that's like, you know, of course, like POC, because that's where we all met. Right. Um, then there's like Roberto, there's JB Lamage, there's Ronan, there's the Doty family, there's Grand Ace, like John G was always up there, like freestyling with us. There's you. Um, actually, when I think Cincinnati hip hop, I think of like you and uh, like K Drama and Wonder mm. Brown. I like. Oh, I was a little Christian boy growing up. I was listening to yeah. y'all. So, oh, right on, so, man. Like, yo, like your names were like popping up on like compilation CDs that I was picking up here and there. So that's dope. So like seeing y'all in person, I'm like, oh snap! Now, yeah. now you're podcast. Like, yeah, oh, man. <laughs> so you you mentioned the mock beef for for folks like outside of Cincinnati that don't know. Can you kind of just touch on what that is and what that experience was like? You know. Uh, pre-COVID? It's this big old tunnel. Like, I guess it, like, it used to be a cellar. Mm-hmm. And um, it's, like, split. It's, like, this big half oval just, like, split down the middle. The left side is a bar. The right side is just the longest music venue you, you've ever seen. It's a very long venue. Um, and it's dank and dark and it's got bricks and it's like, it looks like a, it doesn't, from the outside, you would never know. Like it's a place where some of the like live shows in Cincinnati were happening. You would never know Scribble Jam was happening there years ago. You would never know like an artistic renaissance was being birthed there like five years ago, (laughs) but it was all like happening in real time. So like, like even like me and Stahl's first, like we had our first shows together, like kind of in like the same day, like as a, as a performing unit when it was like before there was even like the patterns of chaos name, like we were at everybody's records for one. And then um, I think we were at like five points alley, like that same afternoon. And then like Mm. the next day, we opened up for the far side at the mock B. Like that was like our first real show that we were like booked, booked for. Yeah. That's dope, man. The far side. I love the far side. It so, was wild. So my, uh, my observation of, uh, the hip hop scene, you know, before COVID, I know COVID kind of threw things off cause you know, everyone just kind of stayed in and, and didn't do shows for a minute, but my observation of the hip hop scene, you know, you you hear a lot of talk, or at least I hear a lot of talk of like old heads and young heads and like the age gap and you know that whole conversation. But what I saw happening in, in Cincinnati was like, okay, fine, whatever. You can have your conversations if you want. We'll be over here hanging out, building community and having a good time. And anybody that wants to get down can get down. That was yeah. the feeling that I had. Was that yeah, you you feel that too? Yeah, no, yeah. it's like if if you were dope, then please come grab this mic. Like this yeah. beat's been go- like this last guy's been going too long. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I don't care where you're from. Like, come on. Right. Like yeah. it, it was just it was really fun. Like when uh when I went in there um for the first time, I saw stalls up there finger drumming, and next to him was uh DJ Noah I mean from the Animal Crackers. Mm. And 
I'm so I'm seeing like a real vinyl scratching ass DJ next to this dude who's closer to my age, like drumming and I'm and people are like up there freestyling to it. And I'm like, this is the most hip hop ass thing I've seen yeah. in my life. And it's up the street from my mom. Yeah. <laughs> so I was there every week. So, yeah. And um until I started getting like antisocial after a while, like be seeing too many people too many times <laughs> <laughs> yeah do you have do you have an introverted side of you oh god yeah no yeah. like i hate to love to admit it but like like quarantine was amazing <laughs> mm, <not laughs> I go, you. yeah like being on the sales floor i was i was very over talking to people i worked like retail and tech jobs yeah. the past like seven years so right like it like it was just killing me so when i was in the house for a year i was just like making beats nice <laughs> rapping and making beats and talking to roberto day in and day out and we were just like on zoom like working on stuff he was connecting me to like these people he had like met through soundcloud and twitter who were like some of our like really good friends now <laughs> dope, dope. Yeah. And for those that don't know, Roberto is a, another Cincinnati artist, uh, super dope artist here in Cincinnati. Yeah. I, I do want to talk to you about your music and patterns of chaos. Uh, Iomas, mm -hmm. anything you want to interject before we uh, jump into that? I'm good. Just taking good. it in. Taking it in. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, so, patterns of chaos, you mm -hmm. and Stylitics. Um, yes. And you really, as far as I know, you've released two official projects and then like uh some demos is that right oh you've done your research yeah no one ever remembers yeah, we did the side project <laughs> yeah 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 yeah. uh but the, the projects the or kind of the official ones freedom i think 2018 it was and then yes the joint you just released chaotic good chaotic um good. i'm trying to think freedom freedom came out and then did the pandemic come like soon after, or was there some time there where you're out performing Freedom and oh, it was a good in. amount of time because like Freedom okay. were like the first four songs we had together. So oh we, wow, uh, okay, yeah, like we because those were that was basically our live set, just recorded. Got you. Can you like walk same, people? Oh, go ahead. I was uh, I was gonna say like yeah, like the same four songs that we did at the Far Side show are just about the same four um like i wrote a little bit more and then yeah we just kind of recorded that and those four songs were what we wrote on until last year oh wow <laughs> but like even then like i was writing new songs amidst all that i just didn't get to like record them and release them as a package until sure the last yeah so i know you've done a lot of a lot of performing and we'll, we'll get into the tour that you just did as you as you've been performing you know over the years like have you learned what makes a really good captivating show and what like what is the special sauce or the ingredients to a really good show for you and, and you know poc um in general i would say i'm just learning like i'm just getting at like this is our first real tour so i'm just seeing like what sure. like what people really mess with but like for poc um folks just love like the unpredictability of it 
Mm. Like we try to make sure every show is like something like people haven't seen before. And if they've seen it before, it's still going to be dope. Like, yeah. <laughs> we're going to do something different. I'm going to, I'm going to flub a lyric and say, start the song over. And then, and then stalls is going to like cut out of the song, like halfway through the verse and just start finger drumming and I'll start freestyling and then we'll jump into the next song. And, you know, sometimes folks would think we, they would think like we'd, we'd rehearsed all of that. And honestly, by the time someone tells us about it, I forgot we did it. <laughs> <laughs> that's dope. That's dope. It's kind of, that's what I like about it though. It's like jazz. It's very improvisational. Mm, yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's dope, but do, hmm? do you still do a lot of like rehearsing? Like the, no. the set? No. Oh, really? No. No. interesting <laughs> do you don't. think that would you think that would detract from like the improvisation no i don't i, I think we probably <laughs> should rehearse more <laughs> that's hilarious because y'all are dope live performers i just know, you know my songs like i wrote them and then if i yeah. don't know i can usually like pull another verse out of my pocket right <laughs> that's you cool know, so you like, just and we do them enough like we when we're doing shows consistently enough it's, it's like muscle memory like i just kind of yeah, hear yeah. the beat and sure. as long as i catch like a couple key words like the next few bars are just like autopilot like my mouth right, just kind of sure. it's just hey breathe 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 yeah All right, voice up here now down here stop yeah, yeah. <laughs> skip that word that word's not that important breathe <laughs> uh, right right and you're doing all this in real time yeah you're not like pre pre-thinking like where you're gonna breathe you're just like instinctively doing it i mean i kind of learn it while i'm recording a song uh, and uh, yeah i mean but a lot of times before i make the final recording like i'll make a demo then i'll do it live a whole bunch and then i'll re-record re it because like man I like to get I like to get the performance of the song down. I like to like, I like to make it feel like I know the song in the booth. Yes. I, lo I love doing a good, like freshly written joint. I love like being in the studio with people and you know, it's like everybody cooked up and we're trying to record that same night. Like that stuff's magical, but like my own yeah. stuff, I'll take years, man. <laughs> I'll take yeah. literally years. I like that approach, man. You know, one thing I've often told MCs that, you know, one advice on how to make a good recording is I'll tell them, write, you know, write the song, obviously, memorize the song, mm -hmm. and then book a seven day tour in your, in your city. And it doesn't, I mean, you can, one night can be at your house for your kids or your girlfriend or wh whoever, you know what I mean? Like it doesn't have to be like this big thing, but just find coffee shops, whatever, find seven nights in a row where you can perform for people and perform that song you know those seven nights then record mm -hmm. the song you know because there's mm -hmm. something about let me ask you this there's for me there's something about being on a tour of any sort where you get to know the song in like this new intimate way then yeah. if you just you know record, you know what i mean for, for sure. sure like especially like when you 
it's like you kind of realize like what you're saying when you have to say it over and over and then you have to stand behind what you say to like people who have never met you before so they right. really have to take you at your word you don't get to explain yourself afterward right yeah <laughs> that impression yeah. is is that luckily like i would say like over the over the course of the tour we were we were pretty well received Although I do have a really funny story about one about one song, like when we get to that, I don't know if this is the time. Yeah, no, let's do it because I, I want to oh. talk about the tour. So yeah, let's let's jump into that. Before you tell the story, right. can you just tell people, you know, just a little bit about the tour, just some basics, where you went, how long you were gone, yeah. that type of thing. Okay, so for the past, um, actually, let's say it was like what March seventeenth to April first. Um, POC was on tour with Landon Wordswell and Modest. Um, Landon Wordswell and the Don Avalar are another like rapper producer duo, they were the headliners. Mm -hmm. Um, Landon's from St. Louis. Um, uh, the Don Avalar, aka, well, Ricky, he's from New Mexico. Modest is also from New Mexico, uh, like via Chicago, I believe. Um, but yeah, we uh, we went on a tour across the Midwest over the course of like two weeks. Started in Cleveland, did Columbus, then did, did a couple dates in Cincinnati. And then from there, we went through uh, Illinois, Wisconsin, and then finished up on April 1st in Indianapolis. Nice. And yeah, we are. We're home. Been, been home. back. It'll be a week tomorrow. And I guess I, I can no longer... I'm I'm running out of time to use my I just got back excuse. <laughs> <laughs> I feel you. Yeah. That that probably only lasts about a week. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. What um on the tour, yeah. You want to jump into that story? You're about to tell <clears throat> us the story. Yeah, now I gotta remember which one it was. <laughs> oh, you can man. tell multiple. Hold on. Hold. Oh, there was the one time <laughs> there was Champaign, Illinois, where the marquee got the credits wrong. And <laughs> in big old all caps letters, it said Landon Swordwell and Dom Avalar. <laughs> <laughs> Did they, were they upset about it or they didn't care? <laughs> they, were, they weren't very happy about it at the moment. Oh, really? Oh, man. Like, like they were laughing, but I could tell Landon was a little, he was a little peeved because, like, they were. Cause like the promoters apparently like everyone who worked at that venue before had quit. And that venue used to be like one of his like best venues, apparently like, like people are usually like mm. on stuff, but um, yeah, like these, these folks like were apparently like a little, like, like uh, <laughs> a little later on the draw, like, cause we got there when they told us to get there and the place was like empty and the marquee was wrong. <laughs> Man. <laughs> I remember that ha that happened here a, a show I threw and we brought in open mic eagle and no. yeah whoever um did the little it was it was like a little like one of those like restaurant shop you know mm. things you put out front and mm. uh, I, whoever did it put open mic like MIC and oh, no. uh, you know it's open MIKE so I don't think he was happy about that but it happens, man. Human errors, you know. It, it do. So, and I remember what happened now. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, tell us. Tell us. Yes. Uh, yeah. So what had happened was, speaking of Open Mike Eagle. <laughs> man, I love um, that podcast. Yo. 
I got to catch up. I'm like two behind right now. But um, so we have a song. So you said there's no like uh, language restrictions on this one. But <laughs> so uh, Patterns of Chaos has the song called Bitch Nigga. That right. is like in Cincinnati, that song kind of cracks at like, like near every show. It's really fun to perform. And it worked really well at most spots uh, on tour. Like, we were pretty judicious about it. You know, we would kind of, like, read the room. And um, it was in, I want to say it was in Bloomington, Illinois. It was either Bloomington or it was a city in Wisconsin. Hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. Either way, we thought there were like enough black people in the crowd, and there and there was about the amount that there usually are <laughs> before we decide to do that song. Like the ratio is pretty much looking right that we could do the call, the proper call and response. And for those who don't know, the the hook of the song is "Don't be yo what what a bitch nigga, don't be yo what what a bitch nigga, don't be yo what what." And then you know you know you like we but the crowd usually yells that back at us it's really fun seeing who does it but that was the one time i have ever seen a crowd just like dissolve (laughs) in the middle of the first hook were they just uncomfortable were they uncomfortable i guess so. just didn't know what to do yeah (laughs) they still (laughs) cheer pretty loudly at the end of the song like i had no choice but to commit to (laughs) Cause, cause, like that, that song has like, I mean, it's two verses, but there's like the little, the little, the little part in between, the part in between the verses. We slow the song down at certain points, so right. I gotta, like, so we gotta spend more time on parts, and then the ending is all slowed down and dramatic. We do the, we we do this whole thing with it live, and like, I just had to go hard, even though the crowd was like not. <laughs> visibly feeling it right but you know like once the the song is actually like much nicer than the than the title implies you know like right it, it, yeah yeah more, yeah you've heard it it's like it's more of a, yeah. a character analysis type song right so <laughs> but, yeah i always I always took that song as like uh the hook was a uh, kind of a almost like an intent attention grabber you know exactly kind of bring exactly. you into it because the because this the lyrics like you could dissect those lyrics and mm-hmm. you know kind of have Thank a conversation you. just on the lyrics alone yeah yeah yeah, definitely um and that's actually why you know i mentioned you know feeling far side vibes with some of your music that's actually one of the songs where it's like oh man this feels feels like a f- far side type you know vibe you know very much like far side like in my head i like to think of kmd Mm. hopefully like hopefully less tragic but you know like i'm a i'm a very big fan of like black bastards like that's a dope album like and i don't know if it's just the hipster in me but like black bastards is like pretty steadily my favorite 90s hip-hop album like a word it's really 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 impressive to me like i think i think the production on it is insane um you know like on a on what happened 
with Mike Eagle and uh, he, he's interviewing Dante Ross right now. He's talking about right. like how much and Subrock had in production on that one too. Mm. So I'm like real impressed by that. And um, especially knowing like how great of a producer like Doom would go on to be. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's cool knowing like he had like a real collaborative relationship with his brother like that. Um, but so it's like, of course, the story behind the album makes it all the more compelling. But I think the music itself is like really cool. I think the like the lyrics still take dissecting for me like now. So I'm still picking yeah. up like new stuff. But I think it's like I still think it's like kind of catchy. I think it's like fun and danceable, but it's still like really aggressive. So like, yeah, yeah, chaotic good is kind of like that in my head. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think that I, I feel that. Yeah. And for those that don't know, um we've referenced this a few times open mic eagle has a podcast which is my favorite podcast out right now called what had happened was where each season he sits down with just one artist or one person for the entire you know series and mm -hmm. like yeah the first one was, first one was prince paul which was i paul? love that i i can just listen to prince paul talk for days like he's just fun to listen to you know what'd you say He's really funny. Yeah, 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 he is. And then who what was the second season? Um, the second one was LP. Oh, LP. El when I tell yes. you, I lost it just at the announcement. <laughs> I'm a really big LP fan. So Yeah, he's dope. I was, thinking, I was like, it'd be really crazy if you got Doom or LP for the second season. There's no way he'd get like, he wouldn't get LP. And then I don't wow, know. You thought that? I kind of called it, yeah. Like, yeah. I somehow called that. I don't. That's dope. I, I don't get much else right. But <laughs> I, <laughs> all right, who's <laughs> next then? Who do you think he's going to interview next? Oh, or who uh, would you like to see him interview? I don't know because like LP was honestly one of my dream picks. I wanted to see mm. like I wanted to see him get like Doom or LP. And yeah. unfortunately, Doom's not really a possibility. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. But. Who else would I really, 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 really want to hear? RZA? Mm, yeah, that would be a dope one. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. Someone like him. Maybe Dell. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, anyone from Hyrule, I think, would be cool. Mm -hmm. I like that he's got Dante Ross, because Dante Ross has such a wide, you know, experience. Yeah, that would be an interesting pick. So I didn't... And his beats, man, like people sleep on, you know, his his production crew. Like they made some incredible, incredible beats for KMD, for Dell. Mm -hmm. Some of the dopest beat. Well, everything on that second Dell album is dope, but see, SD, I gotta go back and check now. I gotta yeah. oh, wait, wait. Was he on the first Dell album? Cause uh uh I wish my brother George was here because I have that C D and I like I don't I don't think Dante Ross was I don't think he was involved in the production right. on that one. I think that was more cube. Ice Cube and you know his connections. I thought I thought some of it might have been self-produced. I'm not sure what I thought on that one, but if Cube produced that, that's crazy. Because yeah, well, I don't, I don't really, really I don't think Cube, <laughs> I don't think Cube produced it, but I think he, you know, he was responsible okay. for the more of the like P funk, you know, funkadelic, you know, type, you know, sounds you hear on there. But or, anyway, or, we digress. Um, I love digressing. I, I do too. Digressing is fun. Uh, I Omas, anything uh, on your mind you want to chime in on? Rap music. Uh, no, not really. <laughs> He's taking it all in. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's all good, man. It's all good. 
Um, so I, I do want to get into this album, man, uh, Balloon Mind State um, yes. by De La Soul and, and kind of want to take this, you know, pretty much just take this out of here, uh, the rest of the show. But before that, was there anything about the tour that surprised you that you were not expecting? Um, hmm. Hmm. I can't say that I wasn't surprised. I guess I was just kind of, I didn't have many expectations. Because, mm, like, that's dope. Especially because, like, I'm broke anyway. I wasn't really expecting to make money. <laughs> right. <laughs> so. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't really think it was going to be easy. If anything, I was surprised at like the the consistent quality of the hotels. <laughs> oh wow, that's dope. I mean, like they weren't like fancy or nothing, but like there was nothing like like I think only one of them was like kind of dingy, and I think that's just like, but that's just kind of like location based. Yeah. <laughs> like um. um Dag. I'm really glad people mess with the freestyles. Because you said mess up the freestyles? I said I'm glad they messed with the freestyles because those oh. had a lot of potential to go left. Yeah, yeah. Um let's see. Was it was it a an exp- Oh hmm? go ahead, go ahead. No, you're good. Go ahead. Hey. Uh, a couple venues. I was surprised that like promoters are still promoters are shady in different ways than I expected. They can be a little weird, mm. like okay, and like and like some politics, like like some politics locally, like between artists and and venues and what some people are like, what what some people can do to like protect their egos can be kind of surprising in the moment Mm. but like yeah overall yeah i I was just taking it all in yeah i was just (laughs) was it an experience that you you look back on and think man i'm never doing that again or is an experience you're like i can't wait to get back out and do that again oh i got the bug man i mean of course like now of course now that i'm back in my apartment with my girlfriend i'm really not trying to leave the apartment for uh, a good long time but if i leave the apartment i want to go out of town yeah yeah no i hear (laughs) you man my life for a little bit we're trying to get a house i hope it becomes i'm not coming out of the house unless i'm leaving town (laughs) yeah yeah no i feel that i feel that i hope you I hope you get many, many more opportunities uh, to do just that, man. Uh, all right. I think it's time. I think it's time we dig in uh, to bush. balloon. Bush. Yes, it might bush. blow up, but it won't go pop. So this album right here for people tuning into the video podcast, Balloon Mind State by De La Soul. I, I had asked, I sent Jay Hill a message. I said, hey, what's, what's your favorite Native Tongues collective album? And... Uh, Blue Mind State was the answer. I was like, oh, great. That's, that's my favorite album, too. Isle Moss, you know, Pasta Noose, that we share. He's he's our favorite MC of all time. Yeah. Uh, so a lot of love in the room tonight for De La Soul and this album specifically. Uh, 
Blue Mind State. So you, you know, being being a younger MC, mm-hmm. who did someone introduce this album to you? Did you find it like digging on the internet? Like, how did you? Do you remember how you were introduced to this um, album? Well, my dad like has always been a fan of, excuse me, De La Soul. Like he like mm. since I was little, he was always like yeah. playing around me. So I, so I got a lot of like Three Feet High and Rising. I got a, and like he said, like the other ones, I'll just have to like hear when I get older because they had cuss words. So, <laughs> <laughs> so, um. Yeah, he sort of let me explore it at my own pace. I think I like eventually gravitated to Balloon Mind State because, like, whenever uh, Daylight discussions would come up, like, people would talk about Balloon Mind State like in this different way. Like, like there was, like, there were the singles. There were like the Me, Myself, and I's, uh, like, and like the Feel Good Ink moments with Daylight Soul. Yeah. And like people talked about like break of dawn, but nobody told me about like ego tripping. Like mm-hmm. and and I'm seeing like all these like critical acclaim reviews, and I'm like, and I'm a nerd, so I'm so I'm like, so I'm eventually gonna have to see what the hype is. But then I listened to it and I had to listen to it a good few times for it to like really like like click. Yeah. But one- but I just kind of kept going back to it because there was a there was just something kind of like nagging me about it because I was like, what yeah. are they even saying? Like it's so it's so deep in its like like weird '90s slang <laughs> like, of the time. Yeah. Like it sounds like it's so there's so many like layered ass inside jokes and like cultural yeah that yeah, there's- like. I have to go back and see like okay like maybe there's something to this and then it's like oh there's a lot going yeah. on here. <laughs> yeah, it's very and I think Open Mike Eagle or or maybe it was Prince Paul talked about coded. It was very coded language throughout yeah. the album, you know, which like makes it. it like stand the test of time because you can not understand something for decades and still like wonder like there's intrigue to the album. Iomas, how about you man? Do you remember how you were introduced to that album, Balloon Mind State? Oh, I almost we can't hear you. The connection, the, the vocal connection has been lost. Oh, wait, by the way, Till, your video's been frozen on my side for a minute. Oh, really? Okay, well, yeah. sorry. I'm Hopefully sorry. people can still hear me. That's all right. We're having all kinds of technical difficulties tonight, but um, as I almost works out his audio situation, I can tell you, I remember I was pretty young and uh, De La Soul was my favorite, you know, my favorite hip hop group, favorite group. Cause I was just in it. I was a hip hop nerd like you. And I begged my mom to go buy me the De La Soul balloon mind state tape. And she did. My mom was, my mom was dope. Still is. So Shout I remember we, we went out to the store. There we go. I almost yeah. back. Can you hear me? Yeah, we can hear yep. you now. Okay, cool, cool, okay. cool, my bad. Um, Go ahead, bro. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. No, you're good. You're good. I remember we went out to the store, bought the tape, and there was something about that tape, man, because I was a huge Three Feet High and Rising fan. That was my favorite mm-hmm. album of all time for a long time. And then, you know, De La Soul is Dead. That was my favorite. I love that album, too. But Balloon Mind State, man, it, it didn't, like, I liked it at first. I thought it was dope. I loved it. Mm-hmm. But I'm not so sure I liked it more 
than you know their first two albums for a long yeah. time. You know, it took a lot. It took you know a couple decades for me to like be like, nah, this is actually my favorite De La Soul album. You know, so yeah, just kind of it's like a slow burn. It just keeps getting better and better. So anyway, Ayo Mas, how about you, man? What was your introduction? I think I heard it in a store, some store mm. I was in, and they was playing it, and I was like, is that Pasta News? Is that new? <laughs> So I asked the lady at the, I was like, who is that? She was like, that's Dela's new album. I was like, word. And I went, as soon as I left there and went and got it. And yeah. I was like you, I, at first I didn't initially like it. I oh, was really? like, dude, what is this, man? Like, I liked the beginning. Like, you know what I'm saying? Might blow up, you know yeah. what I'm saying? But it won't go pop. I was like, okay, okay, I'm in, I'm in. And then I don't know. It just it had to mature, like mm. like me. I guess I had to catch up to where they were at. Yeah, because I think that album was like way ahead of its time, and I just had to I had to catch up to it. I wasn't there. Yeah, because I was still on. I was still on. Uh, De La Soul is dead. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then they went. They went in this direction. So I was like, man, Joe. Like it. It was just. I don't think I was there yet, but it like it was like you. It took me a couple of years to really value what Balloon Mind State was. I was like, oh yeah, this is it. It yeah. just matured. It's just like it was like wine. Like it just matured yeah. over time. It got better and better over time. Yeah. What do you guys think it is about that album that makes it like that? Makes it get better over time? Um, I think part of it is like the coded language and yeah. that we were discussing earlier because like it just right. gives there's something to dissect but also the sound of it it's like really full like there's a lot going on yeah at most moments through the album like even at at, at one point like they like the this japanese hip-hop group comes in it was shot out of par who I like? I was hip to shout out a par before I was hip to balloon mind state. <laughs> oh wow! Like my earlier college years, pirating a whole bunch of like you know like whatever I could find from this uh, torrent site that my friend told me about. Like he um, there's like this Asian music site that had like all like the mainstream music you can imagine from like the whole Eastern half of the world. But then there was like the, but then there was also like the stuff, like even Japanese hipsters probably don't care about that much. That's where I was. That's where you. <laughs> <laughs> that's crazy. Dude, that's crazy, man. I, Cause I didn't know anything. I mean, I was young when I heard it. So I had no frame of reference of who that was. I still mm -hmm. don't know who that was. What is the name of that group again? It's like Shah Dada par like s-c-h-a okay. space like d-a-r-a -A, space p-a-r-r -R. like I'll, I'll send you some of their stuff they're they're tight okay that makes sense because it's listed on the credits it's listed as sdp sdp so that makes, yeah that makes sense yeah and i love that beat man it's only like a minute i don't know a minute and a half long I wish they would have mm -hmm. extended that. I wish De La Soul would have jumped on that track too yeah. and rhymed on it, you know, because that beat, oh, I love that beat, you know. Mm -hmm. so. I thought that was De La at first. I was like, that got to be them playing, Joe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know that's crazy. That's crazy. That is crazy. And even, um, like, I am, I be, that um, the, uh, the intro with Maceo Parker, like, I... 
I cannot like prove this in any sense, but I think it's one of the first times like a song had like like an extended instrumental intro before like the track it was actually for. Like until we got mm-hmm. to like Kanye's All of the Lights. And people were probably doing that before, but I cannot I mean people were I'm sure people did that in between them, but I don't know who before Dayla was to like, yeah, we're just gonna like have a jazz legend come on here and just like do his thing for a bit and then cut the beat and continue the album and come back to us later. <laughs> that was yeah. a crazy structural idea for an album. Like people yeah, barely I, do that now. <laughs> I would love to talk to Pasta Noose about that because in the credits he's listed him and I forget who it was. I'm looking at it here. Um, the sequencing because it ha- yeah sequenced by Paul Goodrich and Pasta Noose. Mm. Mm. So I'd love to talk to Paul, whoever Paul. I don't know. I don't know that name in Pasta Noose about that. Like what? What was the thought process behind that? You know, because it it to me it worked really well. It just kind of yeah. like has this like cool. I mean, it's a jet. I mean, it's legitimate. Ivy blowing. It's just a jazz song. I mean, it's just. It's a jazz song, like it's a jazz on the Stay Lost Soul record. And then it comes back later with the full beat. And it's like, wow, this is dope. So it's like, it kind of shows you. It's almost like it paints a picture for it. Like, De La Soul paints a picture of like, here's like the music in its authentic original state. And here's how hip hop takes it and breathes, you know, different life into it. And here's how, you know, we create, you know, something new out of something that's already been here you know on the same album I, I just thought that was dope so for sure yeah like i the, i think yeah go ahead i'm gonna say like i think like it's like a key thing in in any art form to like be like knowledgeable of your past and yeah. like like forward thinking and to be able to like include both of those in like one piece of art like in one work that kind of does help it become like more of a timeless thing or at least like more of an exemplary work because it's something that like can kind of explain itself because like mm. like that knowledge was sort of like poured into it like you're gonna walk if you spend enough time with with balloon mind state i think you can learn something about hip-hop and that's what's important about it mm. that's dope that's dope all right favorite song on the album if you had uh, to name one tonight what would you name jay hill in the woods oh that's crazy that's crazy yeah. you say that yeah right <laughs> that's crazy i mean for yeah. multiple reasons that we'll get into let's go to isle moss though before we get into in the woods because i was going to say the same thing for yeah well, this, one of my it's not on the album but it's the one i've talked about it was on a single mm. with uh with biz marquee where he starts off with pa starts off with uh i was born in the boogie down then biz marquee's like no no you can't start off with that you haven't been on this joint in years kick <laughs> some old funk joint like this and they come in that joint is cold man. what's the name of that song again i don't know man but pops be like p-o we say p-o-s-d-u-o-s usually the reason for a cardiac arrest like they <laughs> went in on that joint man like that's like one of my favorite 
favorite songs off of that off of that album, even though it's not on the album. It should, it was, they should have put that on the album. Yeah. What was that? Was that the B side on uh, Ego Tripping? I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Ego tripping. That's that's a huge song for me too. I love yeah, ego tripping. I love dope. ego tripping. I love area. I love area. That's my joint. Three yeah, days area later. My joint. Three yeah. days later. I didn't know what they were so, talking about when I was a kid. But and that's the thing I love about like not just this album, but a lot of like older hip hop albums. There's a lot of language where like if you're a little kid, you don't know what they're talking about, you know, because it's mm-hmm. it's presented in such a way that you you need to 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 have some life experience, know some things, to know what they're talking about, which I think is dope. Jay, what were, what were you saying, man? Oh, I was gonna say, um, I forget. I had a point about something, but then I was also <laughs> looking at like, I'm like, what what were the other songs I liked off here? I'm like, oh yeah, Duke. Patty Duke and like Patty I am Duke. A- yeah, I am. In Break of Dawn, a- I remember. I remember seeing that video for Break of Dawn. Oh man, mm-hmm. I. Cause I saw the video first, and I think that's how I realized the album was coming or was out or whatever. Like I mm. love that video. Yeah, that, that yeah, yeah. The Michael Jackson sample, man. Yeah, they killed that cool. man. Oh my gosh, so and good. I just like what uh Poss was saying on uh <clears throat> on a I am I B when he was like uh mm. he said I am Poss the news the new generation of slaves here to make papes in my record exec rates. Yeah, I create. He just dropping jewels in that joint, man. Right, you know what I'm saying? He was like, "What he said? Something about the apples, but the ones I get is usually with all worms." And so I was like, "Dang, y'all, he dropping gems!" Like, oh my god, he dropped. I love pasta news, man. Yeah, that's dope. So going back, Jay Hill, I was gonna say the same song. I. You know, there's 10 songs on here. Well, I'd be blowing is 11, and then Long Island Wildland is, is 12. But 10 songs that De La Soul are on. And I would yeah. say at any given day, probably eight of them could be my, my favorite on this album. You know, that's how much I love all of them. But In the Woods, yeah, I especially love In the Woods. And I think one of the reasons why I like this album so much is because of Shorty Nomas. Yeah. Even yeah. though she only gets credit for being, I think the, only one song where it says featuring Shorty Nomas, but yep. she's on a lot of these songs, like just yeah. popping up, just like a, a line here, an ad lib yeah. there. Yeah. And character. I don't know what it is, man. Yeah, it's character. It just gives the yeah. album, just, I don't know. It just gives it something, a little something extra that if she wasn't on here, I don't think the album would be as good. You know, it'd still be dope, but. She, I think she adds that much to the album. It's like like a, an extra bit of spark because like like especially Dela like they're older than her at this point because she said she was right. like 16, 17 at this point. Oh wow! And they're they're three albums deep on their last one. They already declared themselves dead. They sound jaded. Like they're pissed off this whole album. So here comes yeah. like like this little bright spunky like goofy shorty no moss like still like spitting like the same like abstract stuff as them but like still like having something to prove and then just like like looking like yeah now i'm gonna dominate we're we're still having fun on these weird cartoony beats yeah yeah she's a cool foil and her voice man she's got one of my favorite voices 
in hip hop. I just mm -hmm. love her voice, you know, on the mic. So I wanted to bring her up, obviously, because she's dope and she adds so much to this album. But also, you know, as as people might know, uh, tuning in, we have a book that we're almost finished with called the Native Tongues Review, where it's it's like almost like a fans fanzine fanzine, uh, but yeah. in book form, where we are just like paying homage. Uh, reflecting on native tongues albums and whatnot and so we have some interviews in the book and jay hill uh agreed to do an interview with shorty nomas uh for us for the book which happened earlier today so um yeah, yeah so what what insights you know did you learn as you were talking to shorty Ma, shorty nomas this morning um specifically around you know her involvement in this album um so around her involvement in this album she said she was like she was just talking about like the the environment that she was uh like kind of working in at the time like she she was young but like all the natives like they were like good folks and like really the like native tongues like as she know as we know it at that point kind of had dissolved by the time she was there so like she she knew a lot of those people but at this point she was like like more working solely with Dela and she, and you know like she was getting like the artist treatment she was getting ready to do an album with like the beat miners and stuff like that like it was a whole like it was a, it was a whole arc I'll, I'll send you um actually I have uploaded the interview video to drive i have to send it to you oh after, nice thank after you this yeah um but yeah like we talked about a lot it was a really cool conversation um yeah. we went over like what just what she's been up to since then like why we didn't hear as much of her in hip-hop um yeah. uh, in the post interview which is always like the fun part when we say the interview's done like we actually talked about like life <laughs> yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like and like parenthood but i also but i tried to bring it uh but before that um like yeah i promise we stayed on topic we uh we were talking about <laughs> uh the impact of native tongues and where she and where she thinks like she can see like just kind of like ripple effect of what they were uh of what she and her peers were like doing back then yeah and you know like what what we can learn from it now and yeah, and we uh, we talked about just like how she has like changed as an artist in the time since then, yeah, and, yeah. and all that good stuff. Did you get a sense that she is is back to making more music? I know she released a project, uh, yeah, you know, four months ago. But did you get a sense that she's going to do more? Honestly, I think like, like this album seems to be, according to social media, like 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 this like this album seems to be doing pretty well yeah, for her. So I think I think she will keep going. I think, you know, oh. like, I think if we wanted to like book her in Cincinnati, we could probably try. Like, hey, that would I be super dope. I, I she seems like like creatively active right yeah. now. So like it's I don't That's know. Dope the right time trying to like throw a beat at her be like hey yo <laughs> <laughs> no doubt hey we should get together like get stylistics you know get together some beat beat makers and send her like a, a cincinnati beat tape like cincinnati uh, loves shorty nomas here are some so, beats for you you know for you to consider 
if I you're think interested. You need to do that period. I think there needs yeah. to be like a Cincinnati sampler piece yeah. of media so that people understand just what is happening right now. Yeah, like yeah. Even with beat makers, you got stalls, yeah. you got smoke face, you got Devin Burgess, you got black, yeah. you got shit, you <laughs> grand yeah. bass again. You got me yep. again. You got Roberto again. <laughs> like well, uh, the uh, four everybody. ancient, the four yeah. ancient records cats. Yeah, shout out Brian. Yep. Um, Homage CVG. Right. Ally. Stuff. Yes. Yes. A, I think Fame makes beats. You know. You know. Yno Studios. Yeah. Everybody. Yep. Like, everybody's kind of mess with stuff. Girl next door. She makes her own beats. That's dope. Uh, so yeah, we, we should get a Cincinnati beat tape to Shorty No Moss. Need, that would be dope. So need, it needs to be like an actual tape. We need to be yeah. Back, back to media, <laughs> the there you go. So so oh, going wait, back to Blue. Oh, go ahead. Play, no, no. You can plug it. Go ahead. Plug plug your joints. No, this is not the time. Not the time. All right, we'll we'll plug <laughs> later. We'll get back to plug one, two, got, or three here. Got one, two, and three, baby. <laughs> We'll definitely we'll definitely plug those at the end. But um, going back to Balloon Monster, um, you know something that I I I thought was fascinating when I was listening to Open My Eagle and Prince Paul talk about it was the 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 creation process of the album and how yeah. everyone produced on the album. Like Maceo did beats on it, Dave, Paz, you know Prince Paul, mm-hmm. like, and the fact that they were all doing stuff kind of like on their own. And like bringing it to the group, and and yet the album has such a great feel to it. Like it just feels like everything fits perfectly, in it my opinion. Does. You know, but there was four different people. So like the idea, like the how they had to be on like the same wavelength, I think is, mm-hmm. is pretty cool. You know, it's really amazing that they were able to like like sync up like that too, because it sounded like everybody was like kind of going through a lot like as an individual at that point too so it's like yeah. i don't know how much they were like discussing each thing they wanted to contribute but it's like they all had a, like that common vision and and really like make this record like come out of that and it's really really interesting yeah yeah definitely we're just like to get to hear it yeah yeah Man, I wish there was more. Like, I wish, I wish there was more songs from that era that they would unearth. I wonder if there was. I wonder if they recorded more songs and just didn't want, make it. I want stems. I want B sides. I want instrumentals. <laughs> definitely, I want, definitely. I want uh, what will be to remix everything? But then I want to also rap over the original beats myself. <laughs> <laughs> that would be dope. Before we uh, get to the plugs, anything else you guys want to? Uh, dig into or say about this album balloon mind state um hold on, hold on. Let, me, let me let me make sure i don't let me make sure i don't have any like crazy hot takes about any of these yes. facts i think we said like uh, oh yeah patty duke about uh about like the crossover theory it's yeah. just like just like why 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 is it always black people who got a crossover why, yeah yeah, yeah. And and like why why does it seem like we always have to adjust what we do to appeal to a wide audience? Right. I've said wide audience, but I guess white audience. Yeah, yeah. Either <laughs> can go then, either way. Yeah, and then it's like 
And it is kind of funny because now you, you kind of do see like white artists trying to cross over to appeal to black people and it goes like not quite as well. Mm. Like it's interesting, yeah. And mainly beca- because like even when like black people like cross over like technically like 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 cross over even though it's just us making like something other than something that's explicitly R&B or hip hop, you know. We make a song in a major key for once and make it a little up tempo, ooh, it's pop. <laughs> but um but uh like hold on had this it's coming it'll come back Uh, it always it always comes and goes (laughs) (laughs) but um oh yeah so it's like like the styles that the styles that we are crossing over into are still not that far from like they they like the the rock and roll the 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 R and B the soul music the hip hop like the black art forms that they were rooted right. in they're only being modified like a tiny bit to kind of like just make sense to a to a wider range of people and then it's like if 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 like a post Malone comes around it's always kind of <laughs> instead of like instead of like contributing to to the narrative in in like a constructive way like instead of being like an lp like a lot a lot of like popular white crossover artists that try to turn pop into hip-hop like often like remove like they remove the hip-hop in 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 a sense i don't know there's something Mm. that ends up like missing like they try to take like they they rap but they take it out of hip-hop like out of hip-hop culture and in leaving that behind like like the spark to the music is also kind of gone yeah and it's not something that i think is inherent to white artists i think it's something that like like the institutions that that try to like push these people they just keep fucking it up it's <laughs> mm. <That's> interesting <laughs> like, yeah not, it's not really like that hard because like you know like like look at adele she's she, she, just just be good at writing songs <laughs> right <laughs> like, right you know, <laughs> write, I th- write some good songs perform them well and mean what you say (laughs) right yeah (laughs) you know like understand understand where your stuff came from and like like try to be aware of where you're trying to put it and 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 don't try to don't try to pretend it's what it's not and Mm. like also know what it is i think that's the key thing knowing what it is a lot of people don't know what it is and they try to do it and so it try so it kind of like it it kind of subverts itself in a really ugly way and right. like in a way that's not like productive like it's not a provocative subversion because i love subversion but yeah, like yeah. yeah it's not really it, it doesn't really like push me to do something new and creative it just sounds like a a, a new a new arrangement of very familiar tropes mm. that doesn't evoke anything new out of me yeah <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Uh, a new flavor of disappointment. 
That's a good way to put it. Uh, man. Yeah, you're bringing up so many thoughts. Um, Patty Duke. Patty, and it all, yeah, all it came from Patty Duke. I'm Moss, you have any, anything running through your mind as uh, you were listening to Jay Hill there? Mm, no, 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 nothing. I, I you know, I look as a, I often am pretty hard on white rappers and mm. I realized this at some point because I just, I've met so many white people over the years where like, you know, hip hop is just like a, Oh, that's cute. Oh, that's, that's the cute little mm. thing that you're doing over there, you know? And it was just a very, you know, whether it's overt or subtle racist or just ignorance and like, I really hate that, you know, especially, you know, coming from white rappers. And so like white rappers that are just like what you said, Jay Hill, taking the rap out of hip hop. It's like, yeah. man, that rubs me the wrong way, you know? Um, yeah. And it just happens a lot, you know, it happens a lot. And uh, yeah. But then there are like, some white rappers that are like, yo, this, they don't do that. And they're super dope, like you said, LP. You know, a great example. Like, wow, this dude is super dope. And there's, you know, tons of other examples too. There's a. Hold on, I want to shout out MC Paul Barman. <laughs> MC Paul Barman, yes, I love him. Man. <laughs> like he just leans in. So like, yeah. so there's wait, so there's this book um, that I towed around. I still haven't finished it, and I've owned it for almost ten years. But I've learned so much from it, like just existing yeah. and having it around me. Um, but it's called Hip Hop Japan, and it's about like huh. the the kind of growth, the organic growth and pro proliferation of like hip hop culture, like you know, on the opposite side of the planet, and like you see people getting into it like when there is just like no capital gain to be found. By the way, the book is by Ian Condry, and um, uh, shout out to him. He he like I. I finally got the guts to hit him up and now he likes my music. Oh, so, yeah. that's dope. That's <laughs> but, great. I'm glad you hit him up. Me too, man. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's, uh, it's like he has like this really, really, really interesting chapter about like, like the idea of keeping it real because that's, uh, like a, a very common point in hip hop. And, right. um, like you, so you see Japanese rappers kind of, in like their own like like cultural debate about like well what is real in this context do you try to like pay 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 homages to like the to the black artists that created it do you do you do you twist your hair into cornrows do you make your skin darker to try to look like them because they're the people that made it because like right. and like the way we're protective of our culture over here we do not take that as flattering like in the least right <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. Sometimes that's what people mean. And sometimes it is for ridicule. You got to be on your toes for that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Japan is guilty of that too. Sure. Um, and But then there's also the people who are like, does, or does this mean we be Japanese as fuck? Like, what? Like, like, do we put, you know, do we make sure all of our text is vertical and put samurais on the cover? Do I rap about like, 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 you know, like my hip, yeah. my hip? moral system like being like the bushido code you know like stuff like that and yeah. which personally i think is exactly what people should do i think that's what makes it sick like that's what makes the cultural dialogue like that much more interesting when we when we learn from each other and apply it to our to our own lives 
Yeah. And then communicate that. So that way, like we can like exchange and try to put it all in the same place and be like, so that like, like I need, I need more international like rap collaborations. I'm really trying mm. to do that. <laughs> yeah. That'd be dope, man. Good luck with that. That'd be super dope. Yeah. I want us to all yeah. be pissed off about something. <laughs> You know, in a way, as you know, as I'm just like listening and thinking about this balloon mind state, like in a way, blue mind state is like, and maybe you referred to this earlier, but it's like, it is such a standard for just like great authentic music. I mean, mm -hmm. it has the jazz on there. It has the the Japanese group that we mentioned earlier on there. So there, there is a, I don't know, there is a, an eclectic nature to it in, in a sense even though it has that cohesion but it's like if, if you if you want to include other cultures and other thoughts and ideas you can and here's how you do it in a way that is is dope and authentic you know exactly exactly yeah, yeah that's why that's why i say like like you can like you can learn something about hip-hop through this album yeah, and that yeah, yeah. like that's what makes it dope to me yeah dope. like and I think that's what makes it important. That's probably like it's dope, regardless of that. Like, there, there's probably some albums that you probably can't really learn shit about hip hop from. <laughs> you learn if you try hard enough. But like, I love that stuff. But, yeah. <laughs> but right. this in particular, it's like, yo, like, there's there's ideas here. Yeah. Like a hip hop fan can learn something about hip hop. People who think they know things can walk away from this or something. Yeah. And I think that's nice. And it's going to remain that way for a long time. I don't think this for album is going anywhere uh, anytime soon. So on that note, let's do some plugs. I know you were trying right. to plug the, the tape. Let's, let's do the plugs and then uh, we'll do some shout outs too. All right. What you got there? I, I saw right. tapes. Hell yeah, we got merch. Oh, yeah. man. Because I'm so, so proud. Like, you know, like, I screen print the shirt. Like, I dubbed the tapes. Like, like these, I, I put the music on these myself. And also, Chaotic Good physicals are out. We're actually sold out of these tapes. This this case is, like, broken. This is this is my own. I keep this one. But, like, look at this, man. Shout out to, shout out to duplication.ca. Uh, uh, nice. Looks there, nice. The green uh, tape. Out there in Canada, the green tape the green tape chaotic good Coming everywhere patterns of chaotic good chaos. did i see a cd yeah. did you have that on cd too yes we we ordered these for the tour these, so pick these up in columbus shout shout out to copy kings my homie jerry nice. pick these up from him in columbus all right uh yeah got uh yeah. printed up Sean. got the yeah 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 Showing us the goods there. Nice. The goods. Chaotic goods, man. Chaotic, Chaotic good. Um, and then actually, so so this is like one of the this is one of the demo copies, but this is actually my friend Aloe Vera, uh, their album Opaque, that huh. I I uh, dubbed these. Uh, so but they're up in Columbus. And I think they're actually like writing in these themselves for the, uh, oh, for wow. the uh, retail copies. But yeah, like I'm doing, I'm doing tapes for people. I'm trying to get these tapes. tapes. Hey, that's dope, man. That's super fun. dope. That's cool. New, so ultra orange. Oh. <laughs> this is like the last. Wait, thing. no, you're good. Is that a tape too? Yes, it is. Which one's that? What is that one? What's that called? 
ultra orange. So Whoa, I've never seen packaging like that. Yeah, man. The, the, Fresh, fresh. This is. I only have ten of these. These are like I just. These got delivered while I was on tour, but I was like, I, I was designing these beforehand to like submit for school. So, oh, dope. <laughs> um, looks fresh, man. He, thank you. The, this EP is available on Bandcamp now, like jhill.bandcamp.com. The tapes aren't available yet, but um yeah there's like a little test run of 10 i'll probably like put these on sale put the instrumentals on uh the side and then continue working on this album i kind of want to expand these uh five tracks to like a total of 10 by the end of the year but i wanted to put the idea out as it is now yeah i listen to Kanye, so I'll be updating albums. <laughs> so, so, oh, right, right, right. I, I like that idea of, like, you know, just using modern technology. That. Just make an album and then change the album. You know, change just update it. it. Fuck it. Yeah. It's Such down, an interesting like, idea. I made three on Bandcamp, so that way you can download the multiple versions however many times right. you need. Like, you keep the old one. We, we change the mixes a little bit. Like, delete the old one if you want. Right, hopefully, right, yeah. Hopefully, if there's a version you wish you had, find the person that had it. I love, right? I love making people look for my music. <laughs> yeah, it's dope. Music, like, yeah. I'm kind of an asshole for it, but I love, <laughs> I love making it difficult to find my stuff. What's the hunt, man? I mean, part of the fun of like digging is like actually doing the digging, you know? Exactly. It's like going and finding it, you know. There's there's some joy to that, so. That's cool. So if you're tuning in, make sure you go uh Bandcamp J Hill. J And Patterns of Chaos. The patterns new album Chaotic Good. And Ultra Orange. Yes, they're streaming all platforms. Check those out. And J Hill, the last thing we do is we do shout outs. It's a hip hop show, so we do shout outs. So Ayo Mas and I will give some. Then we'll turn it over to you to take us out of here with the final shout out. So you got some time to think about your shout outs. All right. Yeah. Uh, I almost start with you, my man. Uh, who do you want to shout out tonight? Uh, shout out to boom, bap chat brothers. Uh, shout out pro couldn't be here tonight. You know, knee deep in work. So hope he, you know, getting stuff done. And, um, yeah, man, shout out Jay Hill for taking the time to come on the show. You know what I'm saying? Respect. Yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Definitely. Um, I want to shout out, obviously, Profound as well. Uh, and um, Cincinnati, man. Just want to shout out Cincinnati, everyone in Cincinnati doing dope things. There's such a rich history here of, of music history. I mean, not just hip-hop, but, like, all kinds of dope, you know, music has come out of Cincinnati on Ohio in general. But a lot of dope hip-hop has come out of Cincinnati. It's still coming out. And exciting to see, you know, you, Jay Hill, and several of the artists, Devin and, you know, others, Mr. Dibs, shout out to Coop Art on YouTube, um, Animal Crackers, like such great history, new artists coming out. Just really appreciate, you know, the Cincinnati scene. So shout out Cincinnati, shout out Yara, who is going to be our MC uh, guest next Thursday, super dope MC. Can't wait uh, to have her on the show next Thursday. So shout out to her. And uh, shout out to Shorty Nomas, man. Uh, yeah, she's gonna be on the show in a few. 
she's gonna be on the show in a few weeks so really excited to chat with her and you know appreciate her you know sitting down with jay hill this morning and having that conversation and finally shout out to you jay hill man just appreciate you know the good energy you're you're providing here in cincinnati and the good stuff you're doing and the art you're making uh it's inspiring just appreciate you doing it and appreciate you being here tonight man so shout out to you and with that i'll let you take us out of here oh shite well, all right first and foremost yeah. shout out mc till and io Moss. thank y'all so much for having me on this is like really fun thank you for letting me like nerd out about this <laughs> album this long i clearly think a lot no about it <laughs> um uh but yeah no nah, like shout out shout out stalls POC, rap music, rap activity. Um, Roberto Wendell, shout out my girl, Bree, because she's amazing. Um, shout out uh, Landon Wordswell and Modest and the Don Avalar. That tour was amazing. I'm so grateful that they had us on. We learned like a whole, 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 whole bunch. But yeah, you know, like just shout out the scene. Shout out every, like all of our friends. Uh, you know, everyone we've been, like all, all 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 the characters in this in this big old story we're part of, Animal Crackers, uh, GK Fam, uh, fucking Grand Council, the those that were that formerly were Apollo eighteen but are still like the homies that we mm. know, at, like <laughs> like Doey Fam, Tribe, the the phone, Eighteenth Vineyard, folks, shout out the peoples. Um, yeah. and, uh, shout out De La Soul. You know what I mean? Shout Heck out. Heck yeah. Yeah. Native tongues, hip hop worldwide, rap music eternally. Yes. Yes. Art. Stan 18 and counting for letting us stay at his house in St. Louis <laughs> for those four days. That was like, that was excellent. That like put a battery in my back. I was in his studio for like several days straight. Just Dope. Fucking. <laughs> That's dope. That's dope. And one last word uh, for the good people in Cincinnati. Io Masmarad will be here. Jay Hill and Patterns of Chaos will be here at Everybody's Records May 21st uh, for some performances and a panel discussion about the native tongues and its influence on the artists and the people there that day. So May 21st, Everybody's Records, one to four. Check it out. Any, la any last word, Jay Hill? Yeah, I knew I was gonna forget to do this because I told my because I thought of this first, and then I was like, "Yep, got it." And then I started talking. <laughs> but shout out Radio Artifact, uh, yes, Brooks, Andrew Tetrick, the homies. They they brought me on. Like they we recorded Chaotic Good there. Um, they brought me on to host Plum Jam, where where I I host and interview the. Uh, artists that are coming from out of town, artists from in town, I freestyle with everybody. Check us out. Plum Jam Raps, uh, Radio Artifact, the label on Bandcamp and on YouTube and Twitch and everything. We They make so much stuff. They're like amazing. And, and they're, they're trying to make really cool stuff happen for artists in the city. And I'm like glad to be part of the, part of, part of the movement we got going on. Sick. Yeah, RA for sure. And they got good beer. Good beer. Yes. Dope. Well, on that note, as we always do, we say peace, peace, peace.